Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen and share in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart. As we take a deep breath in, And relax out with a sound. Ah. To gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. And it is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today. Wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. And it gives me great delight to once again introduce our beautiful return guest, Lisa Raphael. Lisa Raphael followed a mysterious call to Australia in her 80th year after spending more than half a century in the USA. Before she left, in order to be and be met totally in the present, she removed as many traces of her personal life as possible. She has no home base, does not drive and travels around Australia with everything she owns in one big suitcase. It is Lisa's understanding that what is within us has been present since before the universe was created, that we are infinite and that being and living true to that infinite essence within, our authentic self, is all that is needed to transform the perceived reality that threatens to destroy the planet. For most of us, living true to that infinite inner essence involves releasing layer upon layer of adopted beliefs, habits, affiliations and alliances, as well as healing and letting go of emotional wounds. Lisa can be contacted at LisaRaffae.la at me.com. I will spell that L I S A R A P H A dot E L at M E dot com. C-O-M. So, and Lisa will get to um, repeat that during our call and other contact details that she is going to share with you. 
So welcome, Lisa. It's wonderful to have you return to Sounds of the Heart and to share more of your beautiful insight and wisdom with us as your great um, courage and being a love revolutionary in following the call of the infinite I am. So welcome, lovely. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you for having me back. It's wonderful to have you back. And your um, last time our conversation and and um, even the title of the show, I Am Living a Life Yet Unlived, um, or was such a topic of curiosity and wonder and an openness of possibility for others. So I'm just curious as to what are the significant moments in your process of letting go of your attachments to live completely in the present? Well, I, <clears throat> it's taken a lot of inner work to shed the various identities, beliefs, attachments that no longer represented who I am, especially as my awareness expanded beyond this lifetime to other lifetimes, even to other planets. Because mm-hmm. I've actually never been before been without a home, credit, savings, income, or other, other than pensions, or conscious purpose or plan of my life. So right now, I am who I am in the moment, with no labels, affiliations, or stories. However, there were some major turning points, and I think the first major turning point I mentioned in the first interview was at 50, uh, when although I'd accomplished everything I thought I wanted, I still felt there was something missing. So uh, I had uh, looked for who I was when I was not a wife, daughter, sister, therapist, friend, all the labels, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow I connected with my spiritual essence in the vast silence of the canyon. I can't explain it. It was just a knowing that that part of me that had been missing and didn't, didn't feel like it was being expressed, somehow it was connecting in that deep silence. Mm-hmm. So once I connected with my authentic self, I couldn't stay in the relationships, especially the marriage, in which there was no room for me for that authentic self. So after I left the marriage... Uh, first thing I did was enroll in Junior's Mystery School, which was like the opening of the third eye, very intense. And there I changed my names uh, in a sort of a big ritual in which I sort of looked at everything that my previous names had meant and just shed them, um, thanking them along the way. So there I was in my new life. Now it was 24 years uh, since, you know, it's been 24 years now. And I continue to devote myself to pursuing therapy, body work, research, spiritual practices, traumatic investigations, some journeys to sacred places. You know, so by the time I was 75, I felt again complete with what I had learned and needed from my life experiences. I had mm-hmm. changed my name, closed my counseling practice, written five books and countless articles sharing my journey and its insights, offered consultations, and that felt complete. So at 75, I initiated a living memorial for myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Partly it was because I had gone to all these memorials for people, and from listening 
found I never knew these people. I was listening to how they were being remembered. Mm-hmm. And although I, I, although I felt I felt complete, I, I, always, I think I made sure that I always thanked and acknowledged the roles that people had played for me in my life. I didn't feel there were any threads in this thing. But I realized that people might have unfinished business with me. <laughs> and I was also curious to be present when people shared their experiences. So, mm-hmm. um, for about the first you know, three, three or four months before my birthday, I, I contacted uh, people. I reassured them, of course, in the first line that I was in good health, and, you know, that this was not about, I was, I was about to kick the final bucket, um, and asked them to send me how they remembered me. And then on the evening of my 75th, I invited a handful of, you know, maybe 15, 20 people, uh, gave them the printout of what people had sent me, and just sat and listened. It was pretty powerful. Mm. So it was really powerful. And it was just listening. And I think it was powerful for the people who were there, too, because my friends at that time I was living on Kauai, because they were, they were also like being present and hearing things that, of course, I had never thought of or, or shared or sometimes even remembered. So that, mm. that was, I'd say, pretty big. And I thought, well, now, now what next? And then I got this call to Australia, <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> now, it, it, it took several years and more inner clearing to be ready for this one. Uh, but right before I left, again, I realized that nothing of my past was relevant anymore. Um, my history was reflected in the website, in books, articles, YouTube, social networks, and, and none of it was real. So that's when I removed as much as I could so that I could be met um, as I am uh, without anybody having pre-prepared labels or things that they knew about me. Because frankly, if I'm honest, I really don't know a damn thing about myself right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going to come out next. Mm. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit strange. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's oh, time for I... us to take a short break now, lovelies. This is Sandy Goldstone, okay. and my guest is Lisa Raphael. And you are listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned, and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show, Sounds of the Heart, and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. 
That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone. For more information or to receive this special offer, email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone talking with my delightful guest, Lisa Raphael. So, Lisa, you were saying that it's taken a lot of internal work and going through realizations and different stages and realizing that everything that we experience, even now, that we need to shed and let go. So what would you say to people right now that are experiencing so much change and upheaval and fear around um, following that call and thinking that they're being selfish? Oh, boy, we've got that word selfish in there, right? <laughs> That's a whole, whole story. I really think that commitment to ourselves and our own growth um, is primary. And the way I put it is this. If, 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 if I'm being selfless, if I'm putting other people's needs in front of my own, selfless spells out less self. So what I'm offering is less of myself. So I think it's important to include yourself in who you are giving to, who you are serving, because we are all in service of the infinite. Basically, mm. that's my primary purpose here, is to and somehow return to that infinite possibility uh, from which we spring. So mm. uh, you, you got put on that word selfish, and I lost the first part of your first part of your question. Can you tell me that again? I was Hello? just saying that it, I was just saying that it was about you were talking about doing a lot of internal work. And when we yeah. do that internal work, things become clearer for us. We feel less unencumbered by a sense of duty or obligation. And and we stop living by those must, shoulds, have to. But sometimes there's this real strong um, conditioning around having to put other people first and not honouring our own intuition and our own inner guidance and following the call of the infinite I am. So, and people feel like they're being selfish. So I was just curious as to how, what your response would be to um, that kind of question or, or query. Well, actually, if you see that fulfilling yourself is giving, it means you have more to give. If you're leaving mm. some of yourself unfulfilled, then, then you're also, when you're serving other people, you're not serving them with your full self. 
So I don't see it as self as selfish. I see it as being self full, not full of yourself. That that's another thing. But mm-hmm. being so full and having all of yourself available to other people. So that's and I know this is a very difficult thing to get around because of all the conditioning, especially for women to be selfless. But selfless means less of yourself. So what are you offering people? Less of yourself? You see, that mm-hmm. has to be considered selfish. I'm, re- I'm giving you just less of myself. My being so selfless, I'm, I'm focusing so much on your needs, but there's not, not much of me left. You, you, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm So yes. there's a lot of the burnout that goes on among caregivers. And, uh, um, again, uh, I, 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 how to go how to go about shedding? I think if we think about it as clothing, I think you see my understanding, and I don't know. Of course, this is true. My understanding is that we come from an infinite source, which is without a shape. Um, mm. And so, people mm. we put it's like putting on clothes. Imagine that we're naked. And now we have all these layers of clothing, what we get from our parents, what we get from our beliefs, what we get from our religion, and each is an item of clothing. And as we start to look inside, we don't take it all off at once and run around the world late naked. (laughs) 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 We we look at one item, we look at how it serves us, and when we're ready, when we feel we've gotten what we need from that item, we discard it. So, mm-hmm. you know, layer by layer, we take off the pieces that have we put around that essential infinite possibility and take them off. So it's not like a sudden process. And for everybody, it takes a different amount of time to, um, to realize what a particular identity or career or relationship, to understand what it is that it's been offering us to the point where we feel we've gotten everything we need from it. Now, mm. we can be mistaken in that, just like when you've had a, an old coat for a long time and you decide one day it's time to uh, give it away, and then you look in the pocket and you see that there's some little treasure there that you've forgotten about that mm. you, still, you still need to get from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best metaphor I can come up with. Um, that's a beautiful metaphor. That the Hawaiians actually have an image that they say we, we, we come into the world with, with like an empty bowl, and as we go mm-hmm. through life, uh, we keep putting stones in it, you know, one stone after the other as we take on these different beliefs and identities. Mm-hmm. And the goal is gradually to take them out so that we get back to that empty bowl that we came in with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels like right now that that is, we are all being stripped of all our false clothing collectively and being shown the the lies and the distortions and the unnecessary um, clothing that has had us feel separate and fragmented and lost in our identities and our stories. So what would you say to people that are feeling really scared about, like letting some of those identities and those attachments go at this time? Well, I think you need to embrace your fear and accept it. It's very, very natural. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not without fear. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, my fear is 
in, in, in little stuff. It doesn't matter how often I'm taken care of. I still, so I just have to recognize that and embrace it. Um, don't, you know, don't think it's a bad thing to be fearful. You, you, you look at it and you look at your fear and you decide whether you, there's some rational, I mean, for instance, if I'm afraid of crossing, of crossing a busy thoroughfare, I mean, I think that's quite a rational fear. I'm going to be pretty cautious. And mm-hmm. um, if I've had an article of clothing or a piece of conditioning that's been protecting me for most of my life, I'm going to be a little bit scared about taking that off. And especially with relationships, you know, that can be pretty scary. We've always mm-hmm. defined ourselves one way. So embrace the fear. Don't, don't feel it's a bad thing. Look at it. Try and look at what you're afraid of. And sometimes you can say, well, I'm going to go ahead anyhow. And sometimes mm. you can say, well, I'm so scared, it's not time to take this one off. And, and there's, no, there's no rule about when or how to release a particular part of your identity or a, a belief that you held. It's just sort of, you just sort of know when it's time. And the fear, mm-hmm. is a, it's a good signal. And uh, don't push it away and say, God, it's terrible, I'm so frightened, because then you make yourself more frightened. Mm. Mm. So it's important to cultivate, um, uh, to be patient and to just be loving and kind when we're invited to make big shifts and changes within us and to embrace the fear, to not be afraid of it, to not move away from it to not to kind of deny it or want to alienate it in any way, to just kind of be open to it because the fear itself indicates that we're, we're at a point of change. That's how I see it. It's like <clears throat> resistance means that I'm at a point of change because I'm going into the unknown and I'm invited to experience my being in a way in which I never have before. So that fear is going to naturally arise. It's a it's a natural fear part of the process, mm. um, and you know, don't forget to love yourself. That means loving your own fear. Yes. Yes. If you exclude your fear, which is part of you, then you're not being loving to yourself. And when you're not loving to yourself, you can't be loving to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, to nurture and nourish ourselves first and to give to ourselves first what it is that we feel that we would like to give to others. So to give that love and kindness and that understanding and that patience and compassion. So it's time for us to take another short break, lovelies. This is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is the lovely Lisa Raphael and you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. 
Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show, Sounds of the Heart, and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone. For more information or to receive this special offer, email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my delightful guest, Lisa Raphael. So as we were going to the break, Lisa, we were talking about that it's really important to just embrace fear, to just allow that infinite love that we are to rise up and meet that within the space of it just appearing in the moment. So can you share with us what are some of the challenges you face as you live nomad-like? in the now? Well, the biggest challenge continues to be to trust that unknowable mystery uh, and not knowing when and where I'm to show up next, even mm-hmm. though I've been living now for close to a year. I sometimes don't know where I'll be next until a few days before, so there's not much time to arrange how to get there, where to stay, uh, and since most of the time it's a place in Australia I've never heard of, uh, not knowing how long I'll be there, it also makes it difficult to tell people um, how long I'm going to be there because I don't know myself. So uh, it, it's a matter of trusting, uh, and especially on the ground, I've got, I've got no sense of direction. So I'm moving, moving from room to room in various households and hostels in different states, in different climates, in different environments, and it takes a lot of attention to details, which is certainly not my best talent. It's a huge learning for me to take to actually notice where I am in the physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, it can really get sort of lonely because um, uh, I only stay in touch with a handful of uh, folks, you know, by by email, but intimately, and there's really not much time to develop deep connections with people. So I'm always looking for human company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the part of me that wants, wants to know and plan. I want to direct where I'm going, you know, and, 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 I, and I worry about and try to imagine how things are going to work out. So 
there's still that human part of me, even though things work out really by magic. And um, I thought, too, before I went on the air this time, that I'd really like to have a chance for people to message me and give me feedback or meet me in the moment if they would like to. So I'm going to put out my phone number uh, as well as my email, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to do that now. Phone number is 0402-757-392, and I think that works for messaging all over the world. I'm not sure. But anyway, I would like to hear your responses and have a maybe... If it's right, have a chat or, or an exchange with anybody who's listening who wants to see what, or, what I'm about in the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you're in Australia, um, I think you would put a plus six one and you would leave that zero off. So the number that I have here for you is plus six one four zero two seven five seven three nine two. So you could either try either of those numbers that were just offered to you there, and I'll just repeat it, plus 61402757392. And that's the number to contact Lisa if you'd like to discuss anything that's been raised in this conversation or you've got issues that are arising for you around how to meet yourself more fully as the infinite I am in following the call that your soul is calling forth in you to do at this time. And sometimes that can be really scary because it means that we need to leave a job, we need to leave a relationship, we need to move to a different place that is really unfamiliar and and unknown to us. So how can we build that inner trust within ourselves? So Lisa, how have you been able to do that? How is it just a step-by-step process and you've just kind of met those those fears and those anxieties of wanting to plan and wanting to have some kind of structure? Is that how you've built that inner trust? Well, basically, I've learned to laugh at myself, and I think that's my saving grace. When I mm. find myself about those things, and uh, I simply laugh, because, uh, and that sort of takes the edge off. Mm. And the other thing, I have... I remind myself of the many ways in which I am taken care of every time I worry. Uh, and, and, it's, and that's been sort of, that's been absolutely off the charts. I can't even remember how many times um, the next place has just, or the next place to stay has just appeared, um, you know, with, with very short notice. And in no way that I could possibly have planned or gone to the web or tried to figure out that way. Mm-hmm. I, I've even second guessed the next place I'm going to go with, with pendulums and all sorts. No, I'm, I'm, I, I just know when I know. And, and uh, so it simply doesn't work to second guess. So when I find myself doing that, I remind myself that it always works out and I laugh. And mm-hmm. I really think laugh at yourself is probably the most. Um, the most vital aspect of uh, getting past fears and everything else is just look at yourself and just see the humor in it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an example of cosmic humor that I could share. I Absolutely, go ahead. Cosmic, cosmic humor. The cosmic humor was that as it was getting 
soon, I felt it was getting soon to the time that I was coming to Australia, I went down to the cremation office to get a refund on my prepaid cremation costs because I was obviously I was going to be uh, passing passing on in the USA. And I had not yet got the signal about when to get a passport. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the cremation office getting the getting the refund, but I'm told now it's time to get a passport. <laughs> Literally, the money from that refund paid for my fare to Australia. Mm-hmm. Now, that, mm-hmm. if that's not funny, I'd like to know what it is. Yeah, and, and it's just... That, the timing was so precise that when I called to make my, my, the time for my interview, the woman at the embassy said, oh, you're getting in on the last day before the prices go up. Mm. Now, how is that... Cosmic, cosmic timing. Mm. And it's a reminder that we're taking care of, even though we don't know how that can unfold. And that's, you know, what it calls for us to walk that path of faith and to, to trust that we are that. Everything that is within us is available to us as part of that infinite, um, being connected to all that is. And so... Is that what you would say to people that were going, oh, but I don't have the finances, I don't have the money to to kind of go ahead and do what my soul is calling forth for me to do or do what it is that I love? Is that what you would share with them? Well, it's a tough one, but I think that if it's something, it's like when you feel it's something you just have to do, and I think that I can't describe that. Uh, for anybody else. But there are certain messages that I get that I know I have to follow. It's, it's just, it's so powerful. And, uh, yeah, I don't always have the money for it. But somehow, when I go ahead and make the commitment to do it, it comes through. I think, mm. um, oh, God, I, I'm remembering... When I, when I knew it was time to close my practice, and that was my, my sole source of income. And I, knew, I had started to write. I, I thought it was time, but I was, I was really afraid. So I went out and started to try and stimulate to get more clients, and I did what I usually did, you know, giving talks and so on. Nothing happened. There was about two months where I didn't get a single call from you referral. Mm. Okay, I finally put a date on closing the practice. And within 24 hours, the phone did not stop ringing. In 24 hours, I had all the clients I need to cover the costs until the date that I closed the office. And I had an image of somebody up there turning off the faucet, right, making sure nothing came through Mm. until I got the message, set a date to close the practice, and it flooded through. Because, Because at that time, you know, they came in from everywhere. It's like they'd been held up until I got the message. It's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Um, I've been at several places where I, I didn't have the money to go on, and, and, it, and it just came in from. I, I would not have imagined from where. Uh, one of the things that has helped me in Australia, you know, um, an organisation I heard about and which I joined soon after I joined. It's called Women Helping Women Worldwide. 
or five mm-hmm. W food. And these are women in about 60 countries who are willing to host other women for at least three nights free of charge and often to show them around their home ter- territory. It's a marvelous organization. Mm. And when you become a member, which is inexpensive, it's really quite inexpensive, um, you give them uh, just a little bit about yourself. So, so when, when you look up, if there's a member in an area where you're going, you know a little bit about them. You, you usually have the date, you know, when they were born, what their interests are, and so on. So very often, even when I had short notice, I would look up and find that there were some 5W members wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. And uh, found new friends and hosting that way. Um, after I had been in Fremantle and Perth for four months, and I really thought that was where I was supposed to stay, I was suddenly told that I was to move to Darwin, of all places, December 28th, like right in the middle of the holiday period. Mm. Within 24 hours, I got an invitation to stay in the townhouse of a 5W member, and she wasn't even going to be there. And if I wanted a long-term rental after that, that was available. Because, again, I, I, didn't, I never know whether I'm supposed to be somewhere long-term or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was amazing to me. And then when I got called to Melbourne, again at short notice, uh, and I had no place to stay after the first three nights that my hostess offered, and it was right before the Easter weekend. You know, I was going to be in Melbourne right before Easter. There's no place to stay. Well, it just happened that my hostess and her husband had rental properties and that a tenant was moving out just in time for me to move in after those first three days. Now, you, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no. No, now, the hand of grace is, is all over our lives and guiding us, and it's when we clear the space for that to be really seen and felt and heard that's when we just see that miracles are happening and that we are a miracle. We are a miracle of life and that's life that moves in and through us and animates our being. And it's our, it's our attachments, our stories, our, our labels that, that distort and don't have that um, perception so clear. So it's, it's wonderful to, to have that clarity and can you... Can you share with us what is different in some of the messages you receive? Because you said that there are some messages that you receive and you know that you just have to follow them. What is different in hearing those messages as to others? Well, I don't know. Um, For me, when it's real, I burst out out crying and I never know whether, whether, whether it's tears come from. It's like coming from my ah, heart. Mm. It's, uh, in fact, one of my former uh, one friend of mine called them God shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for whatever. But anything else that I think is, is going to be a message is coming from my mind, and it doesn't have that hit about it. But the other thing is, if it's coming from my mind, and it doesn't have that hit, it just doesn't work out. You know, I try to make it happen, and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it's by what's, what's the effect? Uh, if the effect is that God shot just knowing, and then guess what? Things just work out. Um, 
that's the only way you know it's by you know, and, and, and it's different for everybody. I've got mm-hmm. little thoughts of four things along the way with God, you know. When I you know, so by by hook or by crook I've learned not to try and plan and anticipate the next thing. Mm. So there was mm. a really touching thing that happened very recently. I had um I was getting to the end of three nights at a um at an Airbnb at a at a B and B and wasn't quite sure where I was going to go next. And I was very tired and, and went into a, a coffee shop to have some coffee and uh, found the only comfortable seat was at a table with a young woman sitting on her own. So I asked her if she, she minded my journey. Well, it turned out to be the most delightful young Irish woman who's working for Doctors Without Borders, and we just hit it off. We sat there for a couple of hours exchanging experiences, absolute soul sisters, amazing. Mm which was unusual for me, I said as she dropped me off, well, let's exchange phone numbers. Well, um, so, um, let me see. Um, are you still there? Yes, sir. Hello? I'm here. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there's a call coming in. Anyway, I got back to my Airbnb, and two hours later, an email came in saying, you are staying at such and such a place the day after you leave here, prepaid and the taxi has been arranged. Just like that. Oh, wow. Beautiful. I was just, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 you never know where it's going to come from. And that makes no. it uh, exciting. It makes it nerve-wracking. <laughs> and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we could all do with that, to have more fun, to, like, play and just be in that creative um, playground of, of you know, that the universal infinite and um, everything that's available to us in that place and space. But it does, it does take courage and it does require of us um, a decision to let go our attachments to who we think we are and open ourselves up to life showing us who we really are and who we've always been. And I really get that melting of the heart, the the tears when grace really descends upon our lives and just guides and directs us and gives us a message. I I had the same kind of embodied experience as well. It just there's something that just kind of opens and expands me in a way that I can't put into words and Tears of joy and gratitude are what come forth in that realization that we are safe, that we are always looked after and provided for. And even in those moments, we're at the precipice of, you know, being, ah, what's going to happen now um, when we let go and we surrender, that, that those moments just rise up to meet us and that we see how much we are lovingly supported and guided so can you give some more examples of challenges that you've recently faced or the ways in which things are working out for you on the ground when you follow the call? Well, I think uh, this incident of the accommodation being prepaid for the next day was very recent. That was just a away. But there was another one. Uh, when I was in Malambindi, there's a mountain there called Mount Shinogan, 
which is about 100,000 foot high, inaccessible to the public. And that mountain just told me I was supposed to climb it. And I asked around everywhere, because you have to get permission through farms to get there, and Mm -hmm. there's no real footpath. And I had literally just reached the end and through somebody at a coffee shop who knew somebody somewhere else, who knew somebody somewhere else, I got the name of a gentleman who actually took groups up there for ceremony every now and then and Mm -hmm. connected with him. Again, it was a soul brother. He made sure he invited me to go, went with me. He had another friend with him to climb this huge mountain. It it looked impossible to me. First of all, he literally showed me where to put every foot because I couldn't even see. There's no real path that I could see anyhow. We had gone somewhere, and I looked up, and I said, are we halfway there? And he laughed, and he said, we're not even halfway. (laughs) I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Well, somehow... He and the mountain and the invisible got me up there and down because it was slippery. I mean, big rocks. So that was another instance where, you know, humanly, I could not see humanly possible to climb that mountain. And somehow I was given the human guide and the encouragement and the inspiration to get up there. So, and, that, and that's, that's pretty recent. <laughs> it's, mm. it's, it's, just keeps going on. Mm. Mm. And and it is. It's like going beyond that human perception and opening ourselves up to seeing it through the eyes of the divine and that connecting with our authentic self and tuning in and seeing the resources and and what's available for us to reach into that with inside ourselves at these times of great challenge or even being invited into climbing a mountain. It, it's, <laughs> it's like um, the invitation is there. We don't know how you don't know how you're going to do it, but you just take one step at a time and that you're provided the support and the resources both internally and externally, to rise up and meet that invitation. Beautiful. The interesting thing for me is that people feel inspired by me. I mean, this guy said, I'm the oldest person he's ever taken up the mountain, so he was inspired. And me, I'm thinking, good God, without him showing me literally every step, telling me where to put my foot in some instances, because it was very slippery and very steep. Uh, and also his faith. He fanned my faith that I was to make it to the top. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even that I mm-hmm. even even I've been physically able to do it. I wasn't I wasn't even sore the next day. I thought I'd be you know my body would be sore. So I think that's all great. Mm. And do you think that that's what happens to us when we are in the now, that we don't experience those same kind of um, responses or uh, 
conditioning within the body because when we're in that thing of, oh my God, I'm not going to make it and it's too hard and all that kind of stuff, that that in itself creates pain and um, distress in the body. So it's not, we're not meeting it fully from that place of, I don't know, but I'm just going to open myself up fully to experiencing this and receiving all the support and help that's available that's been provided to me both within and without. Um, I think I think it's all related. I do think that as we clear our emotional wounds, then the way they are recorded out in our body also gets cleared. Uh, but the other thing is that, you know, I've been prepared because I've just been compelled to stretch and, 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 and exercise for a while. It's just like something I have to do. Mm-hmm. And as it was, I had been, uh, where I had been st- uh, staying, there was a wonderful two-hour yoga class, which was available twice a week. And I had done four of those two-hour yoga classes the day before I went up the mountain. I'm sure that helped. But then mm-hmm. even that availability, I think, was part of Source preparing me. Mm. You understand? So yes. It, it's all part of it. You know, yes. if, you, if you're giving a health directive to clear something physically or to do or to exercise or to take certain supplements, listen and follow it because it's all part of the spiritual preparation. It's, it, it's not different. It's all the same stuff. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. So thank you, lovelies, for your heart's loving presence and gifting yourself with listening to Lisa share further her insight and wisdom on following the call of the infinite I am and that it is this shift in perception, seeing that our inner essence is infinite love, connected to all that is and is to come that will transform the current perceived reality of fear, scarcity, lack, and fragmentation. Next week, we will reflect on the virtue of forgiveness as an act of unconditional love and how this practice can allow us to rise above all the crazy mind-made fear, violence, lies, and destruction while we are going through this time of transformational change, allowing us to consciously respond to our inner and outer worlds with compassion, patience, trust, wisdom, peace, and love. Until our hearts join together as one next week, I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now, love, joy, and peace. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.